person trying to reach me from work, so I got a how single ping. You? One single ping. Um, hold on, let me try to figure out how to mute my Teams. It's the it's the middle of a work day. Oh, you middle. know, it's the middle of a work day. Shh, no one <laughs> needs to know. So if there are pings, sorry. Um, Adam has asked me to please not bring drinks to record that have ice in them anymore because they go like click 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 so i've been hearing clinking i'm very sorry he told me that i'm like a diva and i have to have like i feel like ice makes my tap water taste better so i'm like i have to have ice in my tap water (laughs) you and caesar both feel that way he's like must i must have ice at all times we've got a big bag in the freezer right now for who no i don't know we're not having a party or anything. Just a five-pound bag of ice for Caesar. We also She's have... also a diva. Um, oh. sorry. Okay, I got a frozen work message. Water. That's it. That's it. Frozen water, very good and important for hydration. The cats love it, too. I'm going to have some water right now. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Are you hearing all this clinging? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. That, that, you're just popular, that's all. No, There's I'm a like work, work emergency. Um, welcome. No, it's like not even an emergency. It's like, here, sign up for the calendar using this calendar link. No. God, a calendar link. <sighs> Calendars. Ah. Okay, so this is the Spooky Succubus cast. I am Abby. And I'm Rebecca. And we're an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, intersectional feminist podcast about horror movies. And today we're talking about... The Lost Boys. Very horny 1987 teen vampire drama. Um, wow, so horny. I also never saw this. I've never seen this movie before. I definitely thought I had. I have, because I the reason I remember is because I remember the scene of Michael like flying outside the window and being like, Can you help me? <laughs> like really <laughs> Really specifically, because it just like lasts so long. Oh my <laughs> god, so he's chaotic. out the window for hours. Yeah, like, like let ah! him in. Oh yeah. my god, his little yeah, like uh, Nikes flying in the wind. Oh my god, um, it's like really hard to look at someone young and hot wearing shoes like that because I feel like they're supposed to just be for like dads, you know. They're coming back. They're making a comeback, you know. Dad shoes are back. Um, I'm scared. I, Why? It's just, like, Is it hard. you're because... secretly a dad and you don't want anyone to know? Yeah, I don't want any... I'm like, I've been wearing Converse for a million and a half years, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to now wear them to the gym? Wrong. You're wrong. This is not how you wear these shoes. But anyway, that's the story I, for another day. I, um, this is, like, really lame, but I, for the first time in my life at the age of 33, bought a pair of like the checkerboard vans slip on shoes and i've like never felt cooler i'm like oh walking wow. around like who oh, me yeah i like love them oh yeah all the cool cooler than me all girls had those in uh high school so but then i tried to walk the dog in them and i got like a cramp in my foot <laughs> i was like i, I might be old <laughs> Like, mm. these may just be for aesthetic purposes and are possibly not useful for actual walking. For your arches. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, yeah, we're elderly millennials, you know. What are you going to do? 
I mean, we're racing towards the grave, and uh, that's just that's just where we are. I mean, there's nothing we can do. You start dying the minute you're born, unless you're Kiefer Sutherland in The Lost Boys. Uh, who asked for this? I didn't ask for this. You know, this movie. For, it's not. It, a- oh, for existence. That's what I was talking about. Oh, for, for existence. this movie. I was gonna I say quite enjoyed it's it. It's not. I liked it, but objectively, it's not. Like a great movie. No, it's like not the a good di- movie. Dialogue's not great. There's a lot of just like woo, woohoo, <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are they so excited about? It's You've also been alive like, for like hundreds of years. Like, how do you still have this lust for life? There's a lot of whooping. Yeah. Um, it's also like the image overlays are very 80s, like the transparent image overlays. It feels like. A Madonna music video. It feels like a very long, drawn-out beginning of a music video from the 80s. But I liked yeah, it. I thought it was fun. I loved it. I would live in Santa Carla. Um, Which is confusing because Santa Clara is the name of, of an actual in California. Place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is confusing. I would live there. It looked really fun. Um, love of Boardwalk. Love a boardwalk. I think there's a lot to say about the, like, place that boardwalks hold in our cultural consciousness, like, as far as classism and, like, what is trash, what is, like, white trash. Mm. Um, And I think they're, like, someone should write a dissertation on boardwalk people. It's not going to be me because I'm stupid, but... I bet someone uh, somewhere out there has... I thought it was fun. It's short. It's, like, 125 minutes or like an hour excuse me hour 25 minutes mm-hmm. so i watched it in like you know i watched it in one sitting which i almost never do with a wow. movie as you guys know <laughs> i it's also coming off netflix which is like bad planning on i know my on part. march 31 no they Lame. people still have till march 31 right hopefully um, it gets picked up by hulu or something there is one song in this movie and it's a children's choir singing God, I hated it. <laughs> Every time it came on, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it gave me the ick for sure. But should we get into this? Let's do it. Okay, so we're talking The Lost yes. Boys director. The children's choir immediately comes in. Oh, yeah. Like Thou in 1980s rock background. <laughs> and then the children's choir is singing that. It's very spooky. Um but I hated it. Okay, so we come over the water to a carousel on the boardwalk of a beach town. Four 80s hair metal mullet boys uh, are terrorizing people. The leader... I mean, there are mullets. Like, mullets are coming back. Like, the shag haircut is very popular. There are mullets, and then there's what these people are doing. That's, like, it's these... 80s hair metal mullets. It's That's the look. Yeah, it's different than, like, the soft, like, casual shag. Like, this is, if you're committing to a mullet, like... Hairspray. This, this is what you're, like, talking about when we yeah. talk about a real mullet. Particularly on the ugliest member of their girl gang. Um, Marco. Marco. <laughs> He's so Who you bubbly. might remember from... <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Poor yeah, thing. and like you know? he's he's just fuck he's fucking ugly, you guys. <laughs> it's he's got like freakishly large eyes, especially however old he is here. He's like 
I'm like, put those things away. It's just like get some eyelids on those puppies, you know. I guess like I can't really describe why his face is so wrong, but it's like (laughs) it's like just so wrong. You just hate it. Anyway, I'm sure that he's a great person. Um, You're not sure of that. Why do you always say that? (laughs) Because I'm probably a dirt. Alex Winter. I don't know. Yeah, he's a white guy. It's true, but you know. Okay, I'm gonna Google him. And I like judging people on their looks, you know? Unless they're. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not a nice person. Um, Like, that's. I'm fine to do this for for the pod at large. Okay. I will judge people on the way they dress and act because you have control. Alex Winter, problematic. (laughs) okay here's the most problematic thing he's ever said he tells the lost alex winter tells the lost boys remake to go mullet or go home (laughs) wow i didn't even know there was a he said what an angel i guess he's if that's the like most problematic thing it's like literally the first google search result and, yeah, he hung out with Keanu twice. You know, once in the originals, and they did the remake, which I didn't watch, but... You know, I've never seen... Uh... Oh, no, I'm a bad person. Okay, on February 2nd, 2018, Winter revealed that he was molested by an older man at age 13 while acting on Broadway. <gasps> he had extreme PTSD for many, many years. I'm really sorry, Alex Aww. Winter. Here and now, I, I really... I seek forgiveness... Thou shalt not judge. My very evil-hearted comments. Thou shalt not (laughs) judge a white man by its cover. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I just feel horrible now. It's okay. Let's move on. Okay, so we've got Marco and their leader, David, played by Kiefer Sutherland, who Abby's attracted to. Great as a blonde. I like it. Great I like that one. his face is kind of doughy, but also, like, he has very defined features, but they're kind of just floating in, like, a massive doughy face. Do you know what I mean? And his voice, he has a great voice, you know, whatever. Great voice. But it does not match his face. Like, if you were, like, no, not even a little doesn't. bit. If you want to know if his face got doughier, it, it did. did. <laughs> He's also the child of Donald Sutherland, who I, like, really like because of his um, performance as Mr. Bennett in the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. Yes, I'm a Jane Austen fan. Don't at me. Just kidding. No one ever does. And he was also in, um, he was also really scary in uh, the Hunger Games movies, which I, like, am kind of embarrassed that I like, but I still really like. I mean, yeah. Don't we all like them? I don't know. We all read those books. It was... There's certain things. It's like Wonder Woman, right? It's like we had never really had the chance to experience something like this. Like a young girl protagonist in like a fantasy book that we all could enjoy together. And there's no shame in that. Whatever. Strong female yeah. characters. Anyway. I, get, I mean, it's too bad that Gal Gadot is a Zionist. That bummer because she was a great Wonder Woman. Um, but I guess, you know, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. You know, it's just, um, yeah, we, there's, we're coming up in a time where, like, just now we're getting, like, strong female characters. And so when you see it for the first time, it's exciting. 
you're we're allowed to be excited about it. And I just whatever. I love Stanley Tucci, obviously. Uh, who doesn't love Stanley the, Tucci? The star of the Hunger Games movies. I just think like I don't know. I love I love fantasy though. I'm like a sucker for any too. like horny fantasy book. So yeah. Who's that? Who's just I remember, someone? Um, I'm not a fantasy person. I mean, that's okay. It's not for everyone. I can't. Because it takes, like, it takes a lot to, like, get into the world building and being like, okay, I'm orienting myself in this world, you know? And that's where I snooze. (sighs) Gotta go to sleep. Although I I, I am, I've been trying to read more horror books and I'm reading Tender is the Flesh right now and I'm Is it good? In it. Maybe we've talked about this, but that's on my list. It's been on my list for a while. Maybe I'll send it to you when I'm done. Uh, Yeah, I'm almost done. It's very quick. It's a super quick read. I'll send send you something in exchange. Creepy, but good. Anyway. um, Should we talk about the movie? I think we... I think you have a time crunch, so I'm kind of confused why we're behaving this way. Okay, all right. Here we go. So, we've got our boys. David, played by Kiefer Sutherland. And then Marco, Paul, and Dwayne. And they start a fight with a couple but are kicked out of the boardwalk by a security guard. After the boardwalk is shut down, our security guard is attacked while walking to his car. He is ripped into the sky. He's attacked in an aerial attack. But we you know don't why. see who did it. He's a fatty. Fatty, <gasps> fat fatty. Dare. Um, I have to burp. Okay, so recently divorced excuse me pardon me oh my god do you need a moment i it came out finally okay so recently divorced lucy her two sons michael and sam and their husky nanook uh okay huskies really shouldn't live in california i was gonna say that dog is hot all the time that dog has a lot of fur yeah they're moving from phoenix to the beach town santa carla to live with uh, Lucy's dad, played by, oh my god, do you know where Grandpa's from? Barnard Hughes? Isn't he from uh, Beverly Hillbillies or something? Where's I don't know. He from? But he's from Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Oh shit! Doc Hollywood. Oh my god, what an acclaimed I love uh, him. Filmography. I mean, you know Sister Act 2, the greatest cinematic the greatest masterpiece cinematic of our masterpiece. time. Yeah, literally incredible. Can watch um, it a million times. Maybe I just think he's from Beverly Hillbillies because he has a mustache. Be <laughs> you much. just made that up. That might be what happened here. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, and then Lucy is played by Dian- Diane Weist, who's Ed- Edward Scissorhands fame. She's also Okay, on- so Diane Weist, fun fact. Uh, when I was young, I was very, very obsessed with this straight-to-TV miniseries that was called The Tenth Kingdom. Do you remember this at all? Or am I the only person that has ever seen this? Okay, it's really strange. The production value is like a .5 out of 10. (laughs) It's like, it's terrible. But I loved it. I actually have it on DVD. uh, And I was like completely obsessed with it. And it's, I mean, you have to like... What is it? Yeah, what's it about? It's... It's so stupid. Okay, so <laughs> it's, gonna, I'm just gonna put the link to IMDb in the in the chat here. So it's about this woman who lives in New York with her dad, played by John Larroquette, and her mother goes missing, and there she's like, "Where's my mom?" And then um, 
at some point she like finds this like enchanted mirror goes through the mirror and realizes there are like nine magical kingdoms through the mirror and she's like oh this must be where my mom went so she like it's like this long quest to find her mom who turns out to be like an evil queen that's like very well known in the kingdoms and she marries a wolf guy and like they go i actually think i'm gonna watch this like whole thing tonight because uh it's so weird and like the the um like logo or like the you know like poster is super classic because it has the twin towers in it because it's like new york is like the 10th kingdom so it's before the twin towers went down you can see them like reflected if anyone remembers this please i'm gonna i'm gonna put a call out to our instagram followers to see if anyone fucking remembers this um wow talk about fantasy yeah this is like full fantasy nine kingdoms love it i mean it sounds fun is, and it was, for, it, it's like a kid's... It was, like, unclear who the audience was, because it was, like, horny, and at one point, the, one of, like, the girl that marries the wolf guy gets pregnant, but they get, she, they're just, like, rolling around playing, like, a wolf game, and he's like, you're pregnant now, and it's like, no, no insertion happened. Uh-oh. But, like, it's <laughs> very, it's very unclear who the audience is, I would say, yeah. Um... Wow, I want. I oh my god! Watch it. Send me screenshots. I sure will. Uh, it's like, ooh, it might be racist. Uh oh. Uh oh. Ding dong. Okay. <laughs> Ding dong. Well, I'll let you guys know if uh, <laughs> please if I wait can, further so, details if I can get through it. Yeah, um, I'll be in touch. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we've right. got so we Diane Weist on the scene. Zero progress. I have more to say. Eighteen though. minutes. Okay, because we have Sam and Michael, the two brothers, the sons. Sam, played by Corey Haim, may he rest in peace. Poor child actors. I'm so sorry. And then I know he was so like cute and fresh faced too. It's like such a sad, sad situation. And then Michael is played by Jason Patrick, who. I am jaw, the jawline. I, I swear to God! Wow, yeah, could cut glass. He's so pretty. He's so pretty, and so I was looking at IMDb last night while I was going through my no, like refining my notes, finishing them up, and I was like looking at his IMDb to see what else I could thirst watch him in, and then he was in Speed Two cruise control oh my god so i was like okay i gotta watch it it's okay, on hbo i'm like actually shooketh that the subtitle of cruise or speed 2 is cruise control that's like so stupid okay guess what they're on a cruise ship <laughs> oh, no. um okay so i was like just looked at the imdb saw that he was in it saw that it's on hbo max put it on guess who the villain is played by willem dafoe uh, I was just going like, to say, it's like, it's either Rucker, Hauer, or Willem Dafoe. I was like, like two Willem, films. what are you doing here? Actually, speaking of which, Rucker <laughs> Hauer is in the Tenth Kingdom. <laughs> it all connects. And I was... Ah! <laughs> Synchronicity. Um, yeah, so Caesar and I watched Speed 2 Cruise Control last night. Um, so That's bad. so funny. It is two hours long. Um... It's terrible, but yeah, Jason Patrick, 
so pretty. One time, Adam and I watched Speed, and we came in, like, it was on cable. And I don't know why, like, just watching movies on cable hits different sometimes. Yeah. We came in half an hour through, like, when it was already half an hour in, got so into it, and we could have just, like, gone and found it on a streaming service. Like, I'm pretty sure it's on HBO, but instead we were just, like, we're watching it on USA or whatever, you know? (laughs) I love Speed. I can watch it over and over again. I like I it a lot, movie. too. Yeah. Uh, but Sandra Bullock came back for Speed, too, because she's all about that paycheck. And but they, bro- I they broke it. up, right? Like, she and Keanu are broken up in Speed, too, aren't they? Yeah. She's now dating Jason Patrick's character. Okay. I guess that's forgivable. Um, yeah. He's he's going bald. I still, I'm still on board. I'm still with it. Balding and all. He's, you know... But, uh, okay, so we've got all our characters lined up. They're moving to town. I think we're there. (laughs) Uh, As they drive in, the town is full of goss and punks and surfers and um, houseless children and missing person posters. Uh, Grandpa's house is full of taxidermy and wood carvings, and he loves root beer and double stuffed Oreos. Who doesn't? Grandpa. Me too. But it's such a cool, like... I don't know, like no, like backwoods. Everything is it's made of amazing, like old carved wood, house. and it's got so much land and property. I want to live there, and they do not seem excited about it. Yeah, they're like, this sucks. I want to go back to Phoenix. Like Who Phoenix is great. Phoenix? But, yeah, like I love Phoenix, but. Um, so on their drive in, Michael sees on the back of the welcome sign, uh, someone spray painted murder capital of the world. And he asks grandpa about it. Who doesn't deny this? <clears throat> that night, uh, Michael, Sam and Lucy go into town. Michael and Sam go to see the shirtless saxophone band um, who doesn't get a name, but it's like a five minute scene of this guy just like singing i still He's believe so sh- is that what it was i didn't even clock that as what it was yeah oh, and oh, playing yeah, the saxophone okay. so well um and yeah he's so shiny so sweaty or like glistening in the firelight of like the fires in the trash it's cans so all he's so shiny yeah um michael sees a hot girl star um and it's love at first sight uh, Lucy walks the boardwalk. Well, she's very pretty, but I'm like, please stop staring at her. Like, it's like horny, so but it's also like so creepy. Uncomfortable. Don't follow women um, who run away from you. Don't don't do that. Yeah, it's so don't. weird. Um, Lucy walks the boardwalk and sees a help wanted sign in a video store. The manager, Max, is in- instantly smitten with her and her generous nature, and she gets the job. Michael goes to chase after Star, uh, but she and her young companion Laddie get onto David's motorcycle and ride away uh, with the other hair metal boys. Lotion time. Look. <laughs> um, I'm so dry. It's so dry here. Um, it is a bit dry. And my, oh, my seasonal allergies. Everybody's. Yeah, mine are starting up too. It's bad. I feel like we've had, like, weird weather this year, so I can't, like... No one's gotten... It's, like, cold and hot, and then now it's, yeah, like, it's been so windy. Cray. And I got a cold, and I guess I was snoring, because some people had to sleep on the couch. Not me, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Caesar talks in his sleep. Not all the time, but sometimes. And the other night. What does night, he talk about? He just mumbles, like, different sentences. Sometimes he says them clear as the day. I can't even point them. Like, it's just, like, nothing. It's just, like, saying yeah. things. But the other night, he, like, fully turned around in bed and grabbed me by the arm and was like, did you hear that? And I was like, what? But it what turns out fuck? he was sleeping. I was like, <gasps> and then like, and then he was sleeping. So then when he woke me up, I woke him up, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "What am I doing? You what just are you scared doing? the fucking shit." Like, it was a whole oh my God. yeah, yeah. So he doesn't sleepwalk, thank God, because that terrifies me. But I used to sleepwalk when I was a kid, but I haven't since I actually I haven't since I've stopped like drinking as much, which is a probably a brain thing. Any, any neurologists out there? <laughs> hey, I just watched that. Imagine if a neurologist was listening to our podcast. <laughs> what do you do? You're, we're, you're too smart for us. Um, I just watched the sleepwalking documentary about the guy who murdered his roommate. So sad. Oh, that sucks. Dead, dead sleep or something? It's on Hulu. That sounds too sad. I don't want to watch that. It's a bit sad, yeah. Um... All right, so Sam stumbles into a comic shop and meets brothers Edgar and Alan Frog. They give him a hard time, um, but give him a horror comic about vampires and tell him it could save his life. Um, the voice. Okay, so Edgar Why is played is by Corey Feldman. Feldman doing this voice? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Batman. He's doing a Batman voice. I don't get it. I don't Sorry. <laughs> I just choked on that voice a little bit. <laughs> um... The couple from the carousel are in their car with, uh, the, when the wind whistles and the top flies out. Uh, and they are attacked again, aerial attack, and carried away. The next day, Sam goes back to the comics store and they give him another vampire comic with their number on the back and tell him to call them if he needs them. Mm-hmm. Um, then that night, Michael buys a leather jacket. So sad, so sad, sad boy. Yeah. Uh, and he runs into, on purpose, runs into Star again. He rides away. Um, so she gets on David's motorcycle Wait, again. Wait, just to check. Did, where did David get a motorcycle? He just bought it specifically for this purpose? To, like, go out with Star? You mean Michael? Or did, yeah. Is that what, what did I say? David. I meant Michael. You know what I meant. Michael had the motorcycle when they were driving into town. I don't know. He just... Every teenage boy in the 80s had a motorcycle. I don't know. I guess. But his is more like, toot toot, I'm a Vespa. Yeah, it's like... And then, yeah, that's what he says in the scene. He's like, I can't keep up with your bikes. I can't keep up with your bikes. Um, Yeah, I can't. uh, So, Star gets on David's motorcycle again, and then Michael rides off with the gang. Um, David tells him to keep up, and they speed away to Hudson's Bluff at the edge of the cliff. Michael veers away just in time and is upset that they nearly killed him and punches David in the face. They take that, him to their lair, which is on, underneath the cliff. It was a resort that fell through the fault line in 1906. They smoke a little weed, eat some Chinese food, um, but David is causing Michael to hallucinate that the food is worms and maggots. This is racist, and I can't explain oh, why, yeah. but I know it is. Um, yeah, I, he says a line... A billion Chinese people can't be wrong. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Culturally, like, it seems like it's a reference to something that, like, I don't know. I wasn't alive it's, when this movie I came mean, out, it's, so. like, sort of, like, about how ubiquitous rice is. Or how ubiquitous 
Chinese people Chinese are or food Asian or people Chinese, are. Like, I don't know. I was just like, I don't like it. I can't put my finger on why, but it feels. Xenophobic. And usually that means it's yucky. So, um, he offers Michael a very old-looking bottle of wine, saying, "Drink this, and you'll be one of us." Can you imagine? I would be like, "No, thank you. I, I don't, don't want to have that. diarrhea tonight." <laughs> you totally would. I this would. Is, like the difference in our personalities. I would be like. It's actually 9.55, so I have to get going. <laughs> I'd be like, sure, I'll have another drink I don't want. Great. Um, so he takes a sip, and as they chant his name, Star, Star warns him that it's blood, but he laughs her off. And then the image overlays again. Kiefer leaves. And guess what you hear? Thou shalt not fly or something. I forget what they if kill. You, if you enjoyed that, you can hear our album dropping this summer. <laughs> it's just this song over and over again. <laughs> um. So Kiefer Sutherland leads the boys to some train tracks over the bridge. One by one, they jump off to dangle from the bars underneath. This they scene call lasts for- so long. I just I- wanted it to stop so badly. It made me uncomfortable, for sure. Me too. Um, They call for Michael to join, and he does, but as the train passes, it gets harder to hold on. They want the other boys again, one by one, let go and fall into this, like, deep fog. Um, They call for Michael again. Why is it so foggy? Is California foggy? No. It's foggy because of the vampires, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It's vampire fog. It happens. It's true. They admit a fog. Um... They call for Michael, and he loses his grip and falls for, like, a very long time, um, but then wakes up safe but very dirty in his bed. Uh, Sam wakes him up because their mom is calling, asking if he can babysit him that night so she can go on a date with her boss, Max. Uh, Grandpa is off to see the Widow Johnson to give her her dead dog and maybe get laid. I love Grandpa. He's I, I sure character. hope he gets laid. He does. He says in the next, he got, he got some... Oh, yeah. I think I just glossed over it because I was like, this is all too much for me to take in. Uh, After he leaves, the boys hear motorcycles roar, see blaring headlights, and the wind pick up. But when they open the door, no one is there. While Sam is in the bath. Why is he taking... Why does he, like, need to be told to take a bath? He's like, go take your bath. Like, okay. (laughs) He's like a five-year-old. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Michael gets sick. And Nanook attacks him to protect Sam. To be fair, it did look like a very luxurious bath. Sorry, I'm still in the bath. It does look nice, but like, yeah, he's 13. He should be able to like know when to take a bath or not. I don't know. Yeah, he's babied for sure. Um, they uh, so Nanook bites Michael on the hand, but the dog is fine. They notice that Michael's reflection is faint, and Sam freaks out and calls the Frog Brothers for help. And they advise him to kill Michael or get some garlic to protect himself. Michael tries to lay down um, and chill, but he starts levitating and gets stuck to the ceiling, and then eventually flies uncontrollably out the window. Lucy calls to check on them and rushes home when she starts. When she hears them screaming at each other through the phone, Michael calls for Sam to let him through in through the window, and they vow to stick together and not tell their mother anything. Michael goes to the lair and asks Star what's happening to him, but she says she can't tell him, and instead, Which, like, why they can't fuck. she tell him? I don't know why she can't tell him. Also, like, like they're they have no sexual tension. They're. No. 
their relationship is so not believable, especially like I LOL later when he was like, why? Because why are you telling me this? Because you care about me so much. And I was like, how could she? You guys don't even talk to each other. You fucked one time. You've never had a conversation. Never had a conversation. (laughs) And even like, yeah, so later on they have this whole conversation. She's like, you're, I'm the reason they took you because I liked you. Like, how did you know you liked him? You saw him from across the crowd and that was it. Like, you don't know each other at all. Yeah, like, you guys are both really hot, but... I don't know, for how hot they are, like, they make fucking look so sad and weird. Again, this is, like, yeah, the least sexy sex scene. Um, It's, like, a bad 80s music video. Image overlays, clouds, curtains around the bed. It feels like that scene in the room where he's, like, it's bad. You know, I haven't seen the room. I mean, I've only ever seen clips of it because you can't, like, watch it unless you see it. I mean, it's, like, not a movie. Yeah. And I've only seen – I saw The Disaster Artist, which was, like, really boring. Sorry. Whatever Frank Yeah, it was kind of boring. Um, But I've seen, like – yeah, before that came out, it was, like, all over YouTube. And my YouTube is, like, mostly just me watching, like, movie clip shows. But, uh, yeah, so I've seen, like, clips of it a million times. And that is for sure what the sex scene looks like with the curtains around the bed and like the way the camera yeah. moves. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they had a good time, it seems. And in the morning, he wakes up and notices the dog bite is completely healed. OMG! <gasps> Lucy and Sam go to Max's so that she can drop off an apology bottle of wine because she ran out on dinner. Um, but she's attacked by his dog, Thorn, but escapes unscathed. Max tells the Frog Brothers about this, and they formulate a plan to kill the head vampire, which will turn all half-vampires back into humans. Sam thinks it might be Max, because this all started when his mom met him, and she's got, he's got a killer guard dog, and he, they only ever see him at night. Lucy invites Max to dinner and wants both the boys to join, but Michael refuses. On the way out, he encounters Max and invites him in. Sam has invited over the frogs, um, and they have concocted plans to out Max as a vampire. These include making him eat a bunch of garlic, um, testing if he has a reflection, and turning out the lights to see if he glows. When he just is, like, spooning the garlic on, thinking it's Parmesan cheese, like, what, you never seen garlic before, bro? You don't know, like, it would be sticky. You don't know garlic? Yeah, it would, like, smell strong. It's also, like... Okay, so Sam grated all that garlic just for this prank. Like, that's... Grating garlic is a tough job. It's... It's, like, a really annoying job. Yeah. Yeah, like anytime, I hate it. I always leave it to the last second. I do not like doing it. And then I do it halfway, and then I, like, pretend to cut another vegetable, and then I have to go back to it. Yeah. I know, right. And sometimes it makes your eyes hurt, because it is an allium, you guys. Um, it, I also... It just, like, bothers me how sticky it is. Because I hate when my hands are sticky. And when it, it sticks to my fingers. When bo- I, bothers Yeah, I me. hate it, too. And it's... There's always, like, a film... A film of garlic left. We got a are garlic... Vamp- are are, I'm a vamp... I love garlic. <laughs> I love to eat garlic. No, I, I love like it to too. prep garlic. It's annoying. Um, none of this works. And Max just seems like a lame old dude. He leaves, um dinner because he seems to be upsetting the boys but invites lucy to his place to try again tomorrow 
Michael confronts David about where Star is, and he says he has to come with them to find out. They drive to a bonfire and spy on some punks also, from a Star tree. Is, Star is taking a nap. She's, she's napping literally, this whole movie. Yeah. She's laying in the bed over there. Uh, they also, like, when, so Star and Laddie are always together, so when, and we see Laddie near the bed before Michael and Star have sex, so presumably yeah, is Laddie she, is, is just, just there? There. I guess he's just sleeping, though. Gross. Gross. Pretty Either way. weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they spy on some punks having a bonfire, and they're, like, in a tree, like, little, punks. like, little, like lemurs it's kind of funny they, um, and the tree is like pretty low to the ground so you think it's gonna be like oh he has to climb it up like a vampire but he just like hops into it <laughs> it also doesn't cute. have that many leaves like anyone could no see like i would think that they would be visible yeah from the like f- several feet away that the bonfire is but i guess they're just fucked up bro uh, it's kind of it's a little goofy um so the other boys attack and eat the group and call for oh, Michael and they put to their do va- the same. They put their, their special vampire faces on, which they I change. think that Joss Whedon stole the vampire faces in Buffy from this. They do look very Buffy-like. Um, Michael changes into his Buffy vampire form, but he resists the urge to feed. Um, he goes home and goes to Sam... Uh, to like get his help, but Star shows up and she flies into the room. She admits, "Hey, you forgot the best line. You'll never grow old and you'll never die, but you must feed." Oh yeah, that's true. I don't. My I wrote down my favorite line, which was, um, "We trashed the one that looks like Twisted Sister." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did look like Twisted Sister. Actually, really, might have been Twisted the, Sister. Marco looked almost like Twisted Sister. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so he has to feed, but he's never going to get older. Um, okay, so yeah, we're in Sam's room. Star shows up, and she says... Fuck, I lost my place. Oh, she admits that she was supposed to kill Michael the night that he came to the cave. And that's why David wanted... That's what David wanted, but she isn't like the other. She and Laddie aren't killers. What is Laddie even doing in this movie? She's, I guess why did they question. turn a child? Don't normally <laughs> yeah. they just eat them? Was it an accident? Know. Like what's I going think on? It might have been an accident. Um, she's getting weaker and it's harder to resist the urge. She wants his help, but when he laughs at her, she flies away. I mean, fair. He like literally laughs in her face. Um, because he doesn't like her because he doesn't even know her. Uh, Sam invites yeah. the frogs over again, and the four of them take Grandpa's car to the cave during the day. The frogs' parents—they really look dead. Every scene you see them in. Are they? Are they supposed to are just they be dead? high, or I are think they they're supposed to be like high and they're hippies? But I'm like, did Grandpa taxidermy them? Because they look dead. They look dead, and I uh, like—I thought they were like fake parents. I thought they were like mannequins at first. Yeah, but they're definitely people. Mm-hmm. But they're just like slightly dead people. But, um. <laughs> Michael carries out Laddie and then Star while the other three venture further into the cave following a draft and then a strong stench. Uh, They Mm. get to a dead end and look for coffins, but instead find the uh, boy gang hanging upside down asleep by their weird bat feet. 
and weird. Your feet are so cute and weird. But I, like I don't them. like it. It freaks me out. It's so weird. Am I okay inside? <laughs> Probably. Probably not. Uh, they kill the littlest one, Marco. Um, and by staking him through the heart, he screams and spews brownish, brownish sparkly goo um, and wakes the others up. David chases them out, but when his skin feels sunlight, it lights on fire and they are unable to follow them. And so our boys escape. They get back to the car, but Michael is weak and asleep with the other two. So Sam drives back home. The three good vampires sleep it off while the frogs and Sam go uh into town to warn Lucy, who blows them off, and then they steal a bunch of holy water from the church. Um, the church scene is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. Uh, he lies to Grandpa, telling him that he's got another date with the Widow Johnson. Um, so it's only kids in the house. Kids in the hall. They fill the, it's the house. <laughs> Kid house. It's, they need more adult supervision, for sure. Yeah, seriously. Lucy, like, Coming down hard at all the wrong times, right? Like, you need to be more present. You know, that's not true. She's struggling. And She's they're struggling. almost grown-ups. Yeah. They, they just they need to be able to be fine. <laughs> be more grown-up. Yeah. They, let's put the burden on the boys. Um, they fill the tub with smashed garlic and holy water and get some squirt guns loaded with the water as well. Nanook has gotten tangled in the fence outside and Michael and Sam at night. It's nighttime now. Dark. Michael and Sam go out to save him and almost get attacked, but surprise! The vampires are already in the house. Dwayne they, pops... They're in. Yeah. Ah! They just, like, start, like... Dwayne pops out of the... Uh, fireplace. Fireplace, which is really funny, yeah. Um, and then Paul ambushes the frogs upstairs, who were supposed to be protecting Star and Laddie, but they had turned on them. He sees the... Uh, Paul sees the tub of garlic and laughs, saying that garlic doesn't work. Alan splashes him and reveals it's holy water, and it burns him. But he recovers only to have Nanook push him all the way into the tub. Dwayne, Why doesn't garlic work, but holy water does? What's the logic know. in this universe? I guess they're, like, evil. But that's, like, the only instance of Christianity. They don't try to, like, get them with crucifixes or, like, God doesn't save yeah. the day in the end. It's really weird. Um, well, yeah, I don't we'll never know. God, God is involved in this. God's not taking calls. No, he's busy. Uh, Dwayne attacks Sam, but um, he is able to spritz him with holy water and impale him with an arrow on the second try, sending where him into. Where did he get an arrow? I think I missed where there where arrows came into the mix. But... I don't really remember. I'm gonna stop interrupting. We gotta get through this. Bone arrow. Um, so he We're sends forty two minutes in. <laughs> Crossing myself. <laughs> Never. Okay, so he sends him cascading into the stereo, and he dies in a hair metal electricity explosion. Sam Death says, by "Death stereo. by stereo." Um, <laughs> okay, now I'm going to stop interrupting. There's also a good line. And then he goes upstairs. Sam goes upstairs, and then Edgar tells him, "We trash the one that looks like Twisted Sister." He says it like that. Um, upstairs, the frogs and Sam are sort of attacked by Laddie, but Star stops it because he's just a little boy. It's uh, kind of funny. He's like a little troll. Like, <laughs> and they're like, attack a mini monster. Um, David. <laughs> that was a good joke. Um, David then attacks Michael and gets in some good like flying slaps. He's just like, ha, 
like scratching him from above. Also a little funny. Um, Michael turns into a va- his vampire self, and they fly hug around until Michael. They're like dancing and floating. I didn't even pay close attention. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it in just a second, but yeah, like also, ev- like everybody, every boy that gets close to another boy in this movie wants to kiss the boy, kiss each other, yeah. Um, Michael and David have a lot more chemistry than Michael and Star. Like, it's gushing. Yeah, and uh, even Michael and Sam, they get really close to kissing, like, a lot of times. I was like, y'all are brothers. Why get are away from each why other. Why are their heads so close together? Yeah. yeah, when he's like, don't tell anyone. He's, like, holding his face. And like, I get away from his you. face. Yeah, like, stop. If my sister got that close to my face, I'd be like, ma'am. Unless she's like... One. Yeah, I don't. Is is she trying to get an eyelash off my face? Like, what is? Yeah, what is this? does she want me to smell her breath or something? Like, what are we doing? Why, why are we so close? Are, is she popping a pimple? I don't know. Oh, fair. That's a good point. Um. So, boys have faces closest yeah. together. They're <laughs> dancing and hugging. And Michael manages to puncture David with the antlers that Grandpa keeps. Which? Hanging why around. would that work? I thought it had to be a stake. What are the rules? It's also like not, they don't even have to be in the heart. They just have to be in the torso, it like, seems. Anywhere? Yeah. Confused. Um, he dies in a white light to the Thou shalt not But oh no, Michael hasn't changed back. Star and the oh, others. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, they run to him, but he doesn't want his brother to see him in his vampiric form. Just then, Lucy and Max get home. Max sees David's dead body, not knowing that Michael and Star watch from the shadows, and bum, 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 Max turns out to be the head vampire. He's daddy vamp, yeah. Daddy vamp. Uh, Star speculates that My boys misbehaved. I don't like him. I don't... He's so creepy. He really creeps me out. He's just a creepy guy. He's creepy on Gilmore Girls. He just has, like, a weird face and weird energy. I don't know. He's super Um, creepy. I just went to accidentally went to the Tenth Kingdom IMDb page, which I also had. It also had a really funny. It had a really funny theme song. It was like, "I'm wishing on a star," and it had like weird vocalization. Like, I'll uh, send it to you later. Um. Yeah. So Max is played by Edward Herman, who I know I know him from somewhere in particular. He's from Gilmore Girls. I never watched Gilmore Girls. He's the grandpa. What else is he from? But um, I thought I made a Gilmore Girls reference recently that you understood. Because wasn't there someone from Gilmore Girls in Star in of Star of Echoes? Yeah, but I just know that because I cultural osmosis, right? I just like knew that. Oh, wait. But now, I, now I'm wondering who it even was. Paris, what's her face? Right, you guys, I'm having a time. Okay, um, what is Edward Herman up to? Let's find out where you know him from. And I think I probably saw some episodes like here and there, but I've never watched it. Cultural um, Osmosis. Oh, he was an Overboard. That's a fucked up movie. Oh my I god. He's, he's like right. a rich fiance, right? In Overboard. Um. Yeah, that, I feel like there's something extremely specific. Annie. Yeah. He plays FDR and Annie. <laughs> the Wolf what? of Wall Street. What a weird... Um, maybe The Great Gatsby? I don't know. You've seen that? I have less yeah. respect for you. You probably, probably should. 
Uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy? Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. Uh, The Um, Tenth Kingdom? Just kidding. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. Um, Unfortunately, not. Intolerable Cruelty. Okay, so uh, you think about it. (laughs) I've, I've always wanted to watch Oz, even though I think it's probably, like, homophobic. I don't know. I yeah, remember there being a lot about, like, yeah, the men are raping each other, but... Um, uh, Annie? Uh, just kidding. I know I already said that. <laughs> um, so, Max is the head vampire. Star speculates that he is the secret that David was hiding. He wanted Lucy to look after his boys, and he knew that if we got Michael and Sam involved, she would have no choice. Michael rushes him, but he throws him on the balcony and holds Sam in a headlock until Lucy steps forward and takes his hand. He goes to bite her neck, but Grandpa's home. Uh, Grandpa arrives. Who doesn't have a name. His name in the credits is Grandpa. Just Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. Um, He drives through the living room window and the stakes on the front of his Jeep impale Max, sending him into the fireplace in a fiery explosion. Everyone is safe and back to human. Grandpa reveals that he knew all along and he gets a root beer to celebrate. And doesn't offer anyone else one because they didn't help, so. Yeah, those are big root beers. One thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach, all the damn vampires. Love, Grandpa. So sorry, I just have to circle back to Edward Herman because (laughs) he's played FDR not once but twice in his career. Wow. Does he look (laughs) that much like FDR? To me, he just looks like a man with a face. Yeah, maybe he's like a tall white guy. all hairline. Um, uh, yeah, I'm still not sure where, like, there's something very specific I know I know him from. Um... I can't figure it out because none of these things look particularly familiar to me. He was on one episode of How I Met Your Mother. He was in The Good Wife. Did you watch The Good Wife? I only watch shows that no one else watches unless I wait a long time and then I'll watch them. CSI. Um, Criminal. Crime scene investigation. (laughs) Um, Oh, he was in a, a TV movie of Wonder Woman. Wow. I don't know if this is, like, a great use of our on-air time, but... All right. Uh, we'll never know. The depths of my mind are a mystery, even to me. Um, For me, it's definitely Gilmore Girls, um, and I sort of remember him from Overboard, which is a movie that really, really like, is, like, foul, and, like, the idea of consent is very upsetting in that movie. Isn't it Kurt but, Russell? Yeah, Kurt Russell's a fucking asshole so hot though he is so hot he's hot in the in the 80s bro yeah the thing man <sighs> rj mclaren that's on it rj mccready mccurnan hernan so uh what you what do you what do you want to talk about um i guess we should talk about class we always are talking about class aren't we yeah i yeah the characterization of this beach town is yeah like it's like kind of grimy kind of a community but everyone's like unhappy with their circumstances i don't know it seems yeah there's not a lot of like underserved community care it's definitely like an underserved area i think that um they, like, make sure to show show that there are Latina people and, like, Hispanic populations, and they make sure to, like... Only in the beginning. Them. 
they show them in, like with pickup trucks and like in more impoverished parts of town. And uh, Grandpa talks about there being an element in town, and an element typically refers to like black and brown young people, but there aren't any black and brown young people, so I just don't like know what this movie's trying to tell me. I don't I know. Think, like, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Like, I think boardwalks have long been associated with like white trash. Like we see Jersey Shore. Like we love to hate the like trashy like kind of like crazy behavior that it's like put in this category of like human zoo because it's something you would totally never do as like a normal functioning part of society but I think all of our ids are on a boardwalk somewhere man they're just like really fun I mean so like yeah the I'm not sure what I'm assuming this is southern California by the weather and the beach what about the vampire fog it could be anywhere the vampire fog who knows is it summertime i guess because school hasn't started yet so it could be northern california but even still there are a lot of brown people in california brown and black people and the only time we ever see them yeah is in the front um beginning of the movie there's barely black people there's like Pretty much you just see, like, Latin X people. Like, one in one scene, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're, like, clearly in one community, like, where you don't see them interacting with, like, the white population of this town. So, yeah, obviously this is, like, an underserved, subjugated need... area, but, like, it's not an accurate representation of what Southern California would really look like in a town like this. And Santa Monica is, like, a boardwalk town. I, I don't know, and I don't... I'm not sure, like, or Venice Beach, like, what parallels are they drawing here? Yeah, like, but East Coast boardwalks are so, like, different, like, Delaware and Jersey and, like, Maryland, like, there's an element of just, like, grime and, like, I don't Mm want to say seediness because that's so classist, but there's an element to which it's, like, yeah, like, we recognize that underserved, like, basically it's, like, if you're there and you're not, like white trash or like what is perceived as being the dregs of society you're like an observer like it's just this really weird like you have to approach it ironically because you're not the kind of person that would really go to a boardwalk right like it's just I feel like the culture is really different on the east coast versus the west coast and it seems like they yeah they're like you can't go out you shouldn't go out after night and the boardwalk closes at a certain time so it almost seems like a commentary on that like if you're here for the boardwalk you should be gone by nightfall because yeah. that's when the vampires come out and that's when that's like, like when the bad elements come out right right yeah. and yeah I think like there's something to be said about like okay van- these vampires are like lower class they live in like an appropriated like converted like luxury mansion that they've like taken over they're taking mm-hmm. over the town they're like, squatting in i don't yeah. know i feel like if you you make a big stretch it could be like a welfare state commentary that they're like literally like sucking dry the inhabitants of the town but uh, maybe it's just not about anything and it's just fun i will so vampire movies really like had another resurgence in the 80s right uh even with Interviews of Vampire with Anne Rice novels, and it's an allegory for the AIDS crisis, right? It's like the, the I don't like it. See, and because all vampire movies are so homoerotic, yeah. including that's this true. One. I guess I wasn't thinking in like the context of the eighties, and I was just reading it as more class. But that makes a lot more sense, especially like Michael's sort of innocence is stolen, and mm-hmm. he like becomes like 
darker. He, he likes to drink wearing, blood. He has to drink blood. He wears an earring now. Like, <sighs> Jamie is this sort of, like, white knight, angelic mother figure trying to be like, get out while you can. Yeah. And, and I guess, like, only the only full-blown vampires are cishet men. And, yeah, they're, like, infecting each other and turning mm-hmm. and, yeah. Oh, my um, God, yeah. And it's, like, women and children are at, like, high risk for being, like, enveloped in this crisis created, like, within a specific community of, like, generally men. Oh, man, I'm seeing it through new eyes. Um... I gotta take my class conscious blinders off. That's like all I ever think about. And think about like it's about the homophobia. State. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think in the fact that like it's exclusively boys in this mm-hmm. in this like gang roaming around, um, haunting the town. Boys that are like taking on feminine traits, like long hair, and they were definitely wearing eyeliner. And earrings and jewelry. Yeah, lots of jewelry, and, for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which was something that was happening in the 80s anyway, sort of as a rejection, um, like counterculture, subcultures. But, um, yeah, I think it's pointed that it's young, hot boys roaming around, scoping out for other Almost young, hot boys. Almost kissing each other. Kissing, nearly kissing. Um, and I think it's interesting because I would argue that Sam is kind of queer coded he's yeah I think so wearing uh, definitely he's they comment on his fashion a lot one of his shirts says born to shop um which i love so much uh he's like his hair is always perfectly quaffed the he's born like, to shop t-shirt is hilarious i love it yeah. i love it i kind of want it um with that yeah like serif it's font. just like the weirdest font <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Oh god, I loved it. Um, and yeah, like the he's like sc- his high pitched screaming and the, mm-hmm. that he's scared all the time. Like yeah, definitely queer coded. Um, and that he has to seek out these like masculine, masculine boys, boys, yeah, um, exactly. who are like dressed like Rambo and are wearing like camo and are like have to like check their weapons and stuff. And so he's like being taken in by the more masculine yeah. and boys, even and how, that saves like, him. Corey Feldman does the like low vampire or excuse me Batman voice yeah mm-hmm. it's um this is a lot of like <laughs> yeah it's a lot of like subtle not so subtle coding of like what maleness or like being a man should look like and even I would say Max is kind of queer coded he's like yeah very very well groomed like he has a very pristine home he is like very focused on like he sort of is, like, played as, like, a maternal character in a way. Like, he needs Lucy to complete the cycle of, like, caregiving or whatever for, like, these boys younger, like, wayward boys. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, an American idea of adult, of male adolescence is really weird because, yeah, Michael is supposed to be in high school, I think, because, like, Lucy comments that, like, when school starts, things are going to be different. So he must be in high school. But yeah. he's, like, hot. But he's, like, actually 21. Like, in the, he's played by, like, a 21-year-old. And he has, like, a 5 o'clock shadow and stuff. Same with Kiefer Sutherland. Like, he's supposed to be a teenage boy, but he's actually, like, in his early 20s. He looks and like he's 30. <laughs> he looks 30 and sounds 30. But I think they're, like, around the same age. And it's that doe face. So that, like, these teenage boys are actually, like, full-grown, fully developed men. 
but that they've been raised without a father figure, especially like Michael and Sam. Lucy is recently divorced. Their father, their new father figure is Grandpa, who's sort of played for laughs. Like, he ends up saving the day, but he's, yeah. like, a ridiculous character. And so, like, these these two young boys in the 80s without a father figure are, like, pulled into this, like, yes, homoerotic world of vampires. And, like, Michael is turning to the dark side. Yeah. Of, like, exactly. getting an earring, you know? I don't know. It just seems, yeah, like, boys without and, a father like, because... are more susceptible to... Yeah, and because Corey Haim, what's his name, Sam, is so, like, is queer-coded and, like, coded as effeminate, he's, it's, like, high-risk sort of, like, yeah, cautionary tale. Yeah. So weird. Well, I learned something new today, which is that I need to pay better attention to things (laughs) outside of my experience in the world. Duh, Uh, Abby, that's why we're doing this shit. um, Yeah. It's also like the it's a coming of age tale, right? And boys, we've got teenage boys and one teenage girl star. Boys become heroes and girls become mommies. Mommies. This does not pass the Bechtel test. Not uh, even uh, close. Doesn't even come close to the test. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, is Laddie? Laddie isn't. Look at how much I've like slumped while we were I'm like. Laddie is not um, Star's child but she's like forced into this de facto role of caregiving and maybe that's because Max was trying to construct some like familial unit some like heteronormative familial unit out of what is like not necessarily heteronormative but she wasn't evil enough for him so then he had to recruit Lucy I just like why how long have Star and Laddie been like in this liminal space of like not eating a person i don't get it not long because laddie was on the milk carton which yeah. would have been more recent because there's so many missing children in this town so i think it's like if you're pretty... wondering what that sound was it was an elderly person sitting up <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's just weird and that's like she star doesn't have not that we know a ton about our hair metal boys but, like, we know nothing about Star. And she barely gets any lines unless she's, like, talking to Michael about what she can't tell him. Like, she, and she doesn't yeah. say much. And, like, all she, all, her only goal is to be with Michael and to protect Laddie. And to like, protect Laddie, yeah. She's, like, Yeah, like, in. where did she come from? Like, how did she get involved? Is she missing? Where are her David? Parents? Is she missing? Yeah. And I think Lucy is totally played for laughs. She's, like, extremely dopey. Like, Mm -hmm. she's very focused on dating and on, like, her romantic relationships after her divorce. Like, she's, of course, like, a divorcee. So, like, she's moving back in with her father and her life is a failure. So, I think, yeah, not complex female characters, but also not complex male characters. Except, I would argue, for Sam, who... Has, like, character building. He loves his dog. He likes baths. He's born to shop. Uh, born to so. shop. I think <laughs> Michael, yeah, also gets the, like, the sort of, like, hot girl treatment in this. Where he doesn't get much. He's just, like, there to be hot and to be tempted. And, yeah, I think it's as much as, as creepy as it is, I feel like it's the younger boys' story. Like, the frogs and Sam rather than, like, Michael and... David and Paul and Marco and Dwayne. What a weird... Yeah. Dwayne. Dwayne? <laughs> I Dwayne? like the name Dwayne. <laughs> um, but, 
uh, I think, like, Lucy... I don't know. Yeah, we've got two female characters. They're both moms. We don't even get, like, a slut for fun, you know? I don't... I And, like, I like Diane Wiest, but... Sorry, I, like I got she's distracted basically... Googling Born to Shop t-shirts. I apologize for not paying How closer attention. Uh, she's playing the exact same character that she played in Edward Scissorhands. In Edward Scissorhands, I know. Uh, what like, else has she done? She, I feel like she's mom. always the soft-spoken mom. Exactly. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, one, one t-shirt, one brain. <laughs> yeah. Two girls, one brain. Uh, I was going to say something else about gender, but I forgot. And it was probably not important or thought-provoking. I was probably extremely thought-provoking. You are the smartest person on this Zoom call, for sure. For sure, Uh, now I'm on Diane Weiss IMDb page. Why don't I do these things before we start recording? Oh my god. I do. But if you're wondering, she's also had a run on Law and Order. (laughs) Who hasn't? She's also what? Had a run on Law and Order. Yeah, you gotta do it. You know, at least once. That's the door. You gotta open the door to get other roles or to to come make a comeback. Um, Oh, she's in Footloose. I don't think I've ever seen Footloose either, speaking of. Speaking of Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees. This was directed. This was directed by, yeah. Joel Schumacher. Who also did, it makes me want to watch St. Elmo's Fire, you know. You know, I haven't seen it, but. um, It's a good time. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. And he's uh, done some Batman stuff. And House of Cards, which I stopped watching because it was too upsetting after the first season. It is pretty upsetting, yeah. Um, It also made me want to watch Interview with a Vampire, which I could probably You love that movie, and I think it's just too long. It's true. It is too long, but I love it. There's not enough sex. Again, homoerotic vampire movie. Yeah, but like... It's just like, oh, all these vampire movies are so homoerotic, but it never gets anywhere. It's just you like, never, they never make that joke. Sexual tension. We never get, like, the actual act. Give they me something, you know, you know? If they did that, people would riot in the streets. In the 90s? Yeah, that's true. Tom Cruise, like, I feel like, do you ever, like, his character in Interview with a Vampire is so unhinged that I feel like it must be kind of close to what his actual personality is like. <sighs> So it's like he does I mean who likes Tom Cruise nobody right but it like he does a great Lestat like he's so terrifying as Lestat Ter- like, terrifying playing yeah, the piano Stuart, dead Stuart oh my god Townsend terrible Lestat <laughs> no it was so bad Queen of the Damned was a terrible movie yeah, it's god. a really bad movie I feel bad that like poor Leah Aaliyah had to be in that movie yeah and then like uh, never had a chance to do anything better uh, do you want to hear a piece of trivia? Yeah, let's. Oh, it's I have really one bad trivia, but it is funny. Characters in the movie say the name Michael approximately 118 times. They are constantly. Come on, Michael, 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 Michael. Michael. Again. Oh my God, were we were we just homophobic when we did that like in an effeminate voice? Well, they're that's how they say it. They're like shot Michael, like, in Michael. the distance. Michael, 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 jump, jump, Michael. Yeah, that's how they say it in the movie. Um, it made me never want to hear the name Michael again. My trivia is that 
uh, Joel Schumacher wanted to make a Lost Girls sequel as opposed to a Lost Boys sequel, which was direct to DVD, which they did make, which I guess is bad. But Corey Feldman came back. Um, and But about it in 2007, he said, there is no Lost Boys sequel. All the boys are dead. The Corys are too old. So what would the movie be? You have to make up a whole new set of characters. Do Lost Girls. I said, do gorgeous teenage biker chicks who are vampires. <gasps> what? But so maybe Joel Joel needs to re-examine his life. Um, you couldn't do the Lost Girls anyway because they would all be too emotionally well adjusted. They'd be like, um, actually, I think we could find a better source of food than murdering like, uh, innocent. Should people. we start like a knitting club and not like just murder people? That was very gendered, but you know, knitting is a calming. I wish I could calming knit. activity. I, I'm not very good at it. I've never done you know, it. I'm not good Jocelyn at it. Jocelyn like, can knit saying. really well. Wow. Teach yeah. me. Jocelyn, will you teach us how to knit? Um, they would definitely do more organizing, for sure. They wouldn't just be out here howling and whooping, um, hanging out they, in trees. Why are they whooping so much? Like, Stop whooping. Ay, ay, ay. Knock it off. Um, Knock it off. That's all I've got, you know? I'm tired. I have to pee and I gotta I go. Who I am. I'm born to yeah, shop. You... I gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go shopping? Okay, well, I'm gonna try to find us the most, like, boring, dry-looking born to shop t-shirts possible. Yeah. Um, I bet I could make the... them. I could print some. Oh, you should. I actually just remembered I have your shirt, the broad shirt, because it was in the very like bottom of my hand wash pile which i have been avoiding because i don't want to hand wash things Who wants but it's back them? in action it's back in circulation i'm happy to announce um so if uh if you want to find it what do you want to you want to fuck or find first let's find and then what we'll, because i gotta think of uh, if you want to find us you can find us at spooky succubus underscore cast on Instagram that has a link to all the shits, our Patreon, and like I think we have other stuff. I'm not really sure. You can email us. Have you checked the email lately? Definitely, yeah. Oh, I'll check it right now. Uh, and then, um, yeah, we don't have our next schedule lined up yet, so maybe I'll put a little call. I'll put a call out. Yeah, I'll put a little uh, call out to the people. All right. Uh, I don't know what's I... going on in this this inbox nothing much all um, right uh fuck homophobia J- fuck homophobia i was gonna go with a good one first what was fuck your homophobia one? uh jason patrick in a nice way i would Balding? say fuck him- sutherland in a nice way no. even with that doughy face of his i'm in for it i like his vibe i know you don't like a pretty boy i like a pretty boy i, I like a pretty boy michael's super hot for sure yeah, but I mean, he's like too you want hot. A like he's too hot. Yeah, I just think like kind of fucked up looking guys. I don't know. Like, yeah, they're not as mean. <laughs> I don't know. Every super hot guy, like super pretty, pretty hot guy I've ever dated, has been like mean. Kinda, like mean. Yeah. Um, they think they're they're prettier than you, and they're right. They are. It's like, true. <laughs> yeah. I... Exactly. No. Yeah. They've all been mean. True. Yeah. I do know so if now. If you're listening in my, like, and you're a pretty boy, maybe think about why you're so mean. Reconsider. I know now in my post, in my married life, now I like as friends know pretty boys who are nice. Um, so most of them sure. are. Sure. But well, I know some I wanna, straight ones who are pretty and nice too. So 
<laughs> I'm so excited to be married. I can't wait. Adam, yeah. if you're listening, I'm pr- pumped to marry you. You're going to be think, a good husband. I think he will be a great husband. I also would argue Caesar's pretty. He's prettier than me. Um, yeah, Caesar has beautiful eyes. So pretty, yeah. What is So stunner? I married a pretty boy. But it's because he's also, like, rugged. Because he's got, like, a beard and... He likes to Well, now I feel stuff. like it's going to, I'm, I should, I have to say Adam's pretty too. Adam also, beautiful eyelashes. Have you noticed? He does have very beautiful eyelashes. Extremely long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The he gets complimented of on them sometimes. Um, okay. Well, this has been a weird last segment, so, so I think we should I don't know, we should up. just call it. Yeah, let's call it. Okay, stay ugly. Get fucked. Bye. Ah. <laughs>